authority is one of the main themes of the Judah and Tamar incident. Judah gives it away. He gives his authority away. He has this signet and a cord and a staff, and he gives it away. He gives it to a woman. The signet and the cord was like giving Tamar the ability to sign his name on anything. It was like giving her the power of, etern of attorney over all of his stuff. The staff, of course, is a symbol of pastoral authority. Uh, bishops today uh, will often have a staff when they're fully vested. And it signifies their authority. And Judah gives all of these things to a woman. And this, again, is the sin of Adam. It's the sin that many men in the church today continue to commit, giving away their authority and often giving it away to women, especially their wives. A wife's default sin is to want to rule her husband, to take his authority, and the husband's default sin is to let her do it. But God has said that a husband is to rule over his wife. And this means, unlike Judah, that you're to keep your staff. And the only way for men to keep their staff is to lay down their life. Now, laying down your life for your wife particularly has been twisted by false teachers to mean doing whatever your wife wants. Happy wife, happy life. But doing whatever your wife wants does not make for a happy wife. It makes for a wife who will ultimately resent you for your weaknesses. And it makes for a disordered household where the man is not acting as the head. Laying down your life for your wife as Christ laid down his life for the church means doing what is best for your wife and your family. To save them. That's what Jesus did for his church. Jesus didn't take orders from the church. But he did lay his life down for her in order to save her. We might change the phrase to holy life, holy wife. Jesus says, he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. And he who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. Amen. If a man wants to make a decision for the good of his family and his wife is successfully able to manipulate him out of that decision, that man has not fully laid down his life. He is clinging to aspects of his life, and he's forsaking the cross. If a wife threatens him with stealing his children, or depriving him of affection and intercourse, or threatens to enslave him through the state via divorce and child support, this makes the wife a thief, a kidnapper, an oath breaker, and a worker of injustice and iniquity. God will deal with her. She has entered into a form of rebellion which God says is like the sin of witchcraft. God will set his face against such a woman in this life and the next if she doesn't repent. And if her husband is afraid of her when she does these kinds of things, if he is manipulated into submitting to her will, he has given away his authority. He has handed his staff over to her and said, I'm afraid of laying down my life for you, so I'll let you lead and I'll let us all die. And there you are without your staff, like Judah, like Adam. But if that man has laid his life down already, if he already considers himself dead to the world and cherishes Christ above all things, 
then his wife has no way to threaten him anymore. Nobody has anything to threaten him with anymore. He retains his staff, he keeps his authority, he is indestructible, he's immovable, he's completely untouchable, he's able to withstand anything. You have nothing on this man. And that's why the early Christian martyrs were able to go to the pyre as happy men. Because they'd already died. They weren't clinging to anything. They weren't begging with their persecutors for their lives. They weren't compromising. They weren't saying, let's sit down and let's talk about this. They said, you want to kill me? Do it. You want to divorce me? Do it. You want to steal my kids? Do it. That's on you. God will judge you. In these kinds of instances, when the woman is acting in this kind of a way, she is showing her unbelief in God. She is a woman consumed with fear, and because she has given in to fear, as Peter says, she then resorts to manipulation and these satanic schemes to get the staff away from her husband. She's renouncing her faith in God by giving in to fear. She is making herself an enemy of God. And when a man gives in to the demands of his tyrant wife, he too is broadcasting to the world his unbelief in God. He doesn't really believe that God is for him. He doesn't really believe that God is worth following. He doesn't really believe that God punishes the wicked and protects the righteous. He's not walking by faith, which is what we are called to do, which is what justifies us. He's walking in unbelief, and he's abdicating his authority. And he becomes another shell of a man, cowed into domesticity by his fearful wife, living in disgrace, a staffless man for all the world to see, a man who doesn't believe. And that's what all of this comes down to. You either believe God and his promises, or you don't. That's what all of this comes down to. And if you don't, then you're going to let others manipulate you into submitting to their will. So, men, stop giving away your authority. Stop letting people manipulate you. Don't become another boring, predictable, pitiful shell of a man controlled by his wife and his children, for that matter. You don't have to live emasculated and disgraced for everyone to see, including your children. Your children will see that. You are strong. You are meant to lead. You are made to lead. Even when your wife and even when your children don't like it, you are made to withstand their resistance. You are made to endure the onslaught of Satan and to come out on the other side stronger and with more authority than you had before, like Job. Look to God, follow him, lay down your life, stop being afraid. You are made to be a king, so stop being afraid. Be courageous, be strong, and keep your staff. This reminds us of our need to confess.